I think what we need to do is really, really strengthen the primary health care system because unfortunately, children's cancer manifests as fever, cough, etc. Where lots and lots of um, tests require, require, etc. require to get done. Only if you're persistent and after multiple tests, a doctor is able to really diagnose what has happened. So in the primary healthcare system, if we are able to provide and train doctors how to really catch this early on, then there is merit. The other thing is also there is still a lot of taboo around cancer. When you say cancer, still people think it's the end of the world. We need to really create awareness and say childhood cancer is as curable as I would say a simple disease. Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a vodcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you are new to our channel, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so that you don't miss an update. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome uh, a very, very uh, accomplished uh, woman from Mumbai, India, from, who is doing a lot of good work in the social sector, Purnota Datta Behel. Purnota, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ashutosh. Thank you. Purnota is the founder and CEO of Cuddles Foundation, uh, which is focused on fighting childhood cancer and food, with food and nutrition, she has worked with the Hindustan Times and Shadi.com. And more importantly, she's a national award winner for child welfare from the president of India. So Purnoda, let's talk about Cuddles Foundation first. Tell me about what you do here. So Cuddles Foundation is actually very special. It is one of the kind of foundation in the world that focuses on nutrition for children with cancer. Mm -hmm. Before Cuddles Foundation, some of the statistics I came across were truly heartbreaking. Uh, we were losing about 40% of all children who were under cancer treatment because they were malnourished and they just couldn't assimilate chemotherapy. Once they were put on chemotherapy, their bodies would react as if it's been, um, you know, poisoned. Mm. So at that point, we decided to do uh, nutritional intervention with these kids mm -hmm. so that they become strong and they go on to complete their treatment. Wow. Um, wow. So okay. tell me, you know, uh, what made you decide to look at uh, this major challenge our country faces? So, you know, I mean, I wish I, I, I could tell you that it was something really more than... Uh, the universe conspiring in serendipity. Mm -hmm. I was, um, like you said, I was um, heading marketing at Chadi.com and, you know, I had my first born and I ended up going to Tata Memorial because mm -hmm. I was, I was a person who was funding treatments for children and I was on my maternity. So I decided to go meet those kids. Once I walked there, Ashutosh, I was just not prepared to see what I saw, you know, because most of us don't have an experience with government hospitals where they are treating children with cancer. And I wish I could tell you some of the stories, but in the interest of time, what I saw really broke my heart. Wow. And uh, so I went to the social worker. By the end of it, I was bawling. And uh, one thing I must mention that as I was leaving the ward after meeting those kids, there was one child whose face I couldn't see. She was sitting on her mother's lap. I could just see her toes, uh, her feet. And they were very chubby, like my firstborn Zahana's. 
and you know it was that moment of epiphany where mm-hmm. i thought it could have been my child like she, she even had the black thread tied around the same leg as my daughter you know at that moment i went to the social worker and i said hey what else can i do i'm writing a check i don't think that's enough and and you know she told me you know could not we get enough funding because we are tata memorial hospital around mm-hmm. treatment but we have nobody supporting nutrition for these children wow and that just didn't make sense because as indians what do we do like food is it the central theme right. of our celebration all our sadnesses and that's how i chanced upon this and i said well i am happy to support it and i met a doctor who was leading the thought leadership around nutrition with cancer at that point in time and it was my meeting that doctor being there at the right time when he was looking for a partner that i started karis foundation amazing amazing so pranatha you know what an amazing start to such an amazing journey but tell me why is nutrition so important for pediatric cancer so ashutosh i would like to start by saying nutrition is important period Correct. and there is now a lot of awareness yes now imagine if you're sick how important nutrition is right even before you pop a antibiotic pill a doctor says have something and have the pill mm. now imagine if you're a child who's going through chemotherapy and you're malnourished wow chemotherapy is given um, a lot of people know but for those who do I'd like to say that it's given as per the body weight mm. so if you're 10 years old you're supposed to weigh let's say 30 kilos for mm. example mm. right and you're supposed to get 30 units of chemotherapy but if you're malnourished and if you're let's say 15 kilos you're only getting 15 units that means your treatment is not happening properly and even those 15 units if you give and sometimes the body reacts as if it's been poisoned because chemotherapy is a very very aggressive form of treatment that's true and hence nutrition is step 0 or step 1 because you can have all the funding in the world but if your body is not able to take the treatment that medicine is no good and that's why nutrition is important not only in children with cancer even in adults with cancer mm. or with anyone fighting any disease nutrition heals at stem cell level mm. and that's how nutrition is so important wow wow no you you know you're absolutely right i mean i have personally in my family lost my 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 younger brother's wife at 43 to cancer lost my youngest brother at 48 to cancer so i you know uh, understand the pain that people go through when cancer strikes anyone in the power impacts the family but tell me you know when you started with tata memorial hospital what were some of your key challenges well when i started with tata memorial hospital the first key challenge was i knew nothing about philanthropy I, i knew nothing about nutrition mm. i knew a lot about business i knew a lot about being a mother Mm-hmm. and so those are the two things i used and i found partners mm-hmm. who knew about nutrition and who knew about philanthropy okay that was challenge number 1 mm-hmm. challenge number 2 was 8 years back there wasn't as much awareness about the importance of nutrition and treatment mm-hmm. i remember initially with dr arora and with tata memorial hospital we did a conference where 300 doctors nurses nutritionists participated to talk about why nutrition is important mm. and i remember some of the resistance from doctors to say well in india there is no money around treatment and you're talking right. about nutrition correct the third big issue that i faced at that point in time is everyone i met of course apart from friends and family who gave it because 
you know, I was telling them to give. Mm-hmm. Everybody's reaction was, uh, well, we're happy to write a check for a treatment. Why nutrition? Mm-hmm. You know, because at that point, people were more comfortable. If it, it was like set buckets in their head, yeah, feeding yeah. is equal to orphanages, mm-hmm. uh, temples, pundits, mm-hmm. cows, and money is equal to treatment. Mm-hmm. So those were the first few key challenges that I had. Yeah. I'm happy to tell you that they lasted just in the very initial phase. Fantastic. And uh, would you like to share with us some interesting anecdotes from your early wins, if I can use the term? Yes. I mean, I'm, the first story that anchors me to what I do is of a child called Nandu at a certain hospital. So Nandu was one of those kids who was abandoned by the parents at the hospital corridors. And before we all jump into judgment of the parents, I must be. I, I was I was the first to judge. I was like, mm-hmm. what kind of parents leave the children at the hospital corridor? I would never do it. Right. But I must tell you, we don't have insight into their lives. A lot mm-hmm. of parents um, abandon them because they think somebody there will take better care of the child than they are able to. Yes. Or they have other children to feed. Mm-hmm. And they make the toughest decision between saying this child or this child. Anyway, for whatever reason, Nandu was abandoned. He was 10 years old. And at 10 years, Ashutosh, he had the, I would say, wherewithal and the intelligence to know that I need to support myself. So he would go to this hospital is in an industrial area. Mm-hmm. He would go to these small factories around and do put buttons, um, you know, sew stuff, etc. And get that 20, 30, 40 rupees a day. And then obviously he was not doing well because he was under treatment and he was doing all that. So we found Nandu, we adopted him. Uh, within two months, Nandu's health status had changed. You know, little bit hair had started coming because with the time saved, he was studying. He was not uh, going to those factories. Uh, Nandu went into remission and his dream was that I want to work with cuddles and I want to help children like me. Mm. And Nandu's story is really the days when it's tough. I keep going back to that story. Um, yeah, the, and what that's a, what, a, what a powerful story. And he works with you now? No, he doesn't work with us right now. Wonderful. But, you know, he's still young. Right. Still some absolutely. Way. absolutely. And, you know, young people have such amazing aspirations. So, you know, Purnosa, tell me, other than food and nutrition, what can be done to support pediatric cancer? And also, you know, how rampant is pediatric cancer in our country? So I'll start with your last part first. Uh, there are there are studies, Ashutosh, uh, which are estimates, mm-hmm. which say that about 60,000 kids get cancer in the country every single year. Wow. Out of the 60,000 kids, the most heartbreaking aspect is, again, studies and estimates. They say about 10 to 12,000 kids only make it to the hospitals. Oh, my. We don't know what happens to the rest of the kids. That's the statistic. The good news around that is that the percentage of uh, kids with cancer Mm -hmm. in the population is not going up. Mm. The percentage remains the same year on year on year. Now, in terms of saying what else can be done with these kids, and, you know, if it was any other time, my answer would have been different. But Mm. in India, all of us are fighting COVID. Uh, Our children right now are facing the double battle of COVID and pediatric cancer. Mm -hmm. And of course, all the other side effects of no employment, parents having absolutely no money. 
So I think what can be done to support children or people with cancer is food support. Mm. If we are as a country able to provide a lot of food grain support to these families and these children, mm. what will happen is these children will stay in treatment. So last year we saw in our hospitals itself only about 56% out of even those 10,000 were able to take treatment. Mm. Interesting. So one of the biggest things I would say is a lot of food support that is required for these kids and these families, children and otherwise. Okay. So then through, through our conversation, how does someone in Mumbai reach out to you? So various ways to reach out to us. The easiest way is to go to our website, which is www.cuddlesfoundation.org. And there is a connect to us. There is a donate. There is a volunteer, all kinds of, um, you know, uh, facilities there where you can put in your request okay. uh, you can reach us through our instagram handle which is cuddles foundation or facebook handle which is cuddles foundation send us a direct message we have a very active uh, team Fantastic. that looks at addressing people and you know the more people we are able to get into the mission the better it is for the country absolutely, absolutely. thank and, you for and these times i'm sure there'll be a lot of people since you are in mumbai yeah, who will hear us and hopefully will reach out to you and say that listen, we want to be able to pay for some of the food or send you some food. Absolutely. But if I could just take another minute and of say course. there, there are three ways I always say you can help. Of course, you can help us with the gift of abundance and resource that you have. The other one is really the gift of time. So if you are committed to some other cause, which is completely understandable, mm -hmm. if you're a professional, if you have a special talent. You can gift your talent to Cuddles Foundation, um, you know, by volunteering with us or mm -hmm. gift of voice. Even if you speak to one more person about this cause, one more person in the world knows how important nutrition is to child with to the child with cancer. So I think these three gifts are extremely important for us. And Fantastic. any way anyone can volunteer, we welcome it. Fantastic. And you're currently only focused in Mumbai or are you in other big cities also? Yeah, so we are actually a pan-India organization. We work across 35 hospitals in the country, okay. um, in every uh, metro and uh, many, many smaller cities in the country, including Lucknow, Belgaum, Dibrugar. Again, our centers are there on the website. And if you're listening from any part of the country, you can go and see and make a difference to the hospital in your city. No, then I stand corrected. So, you know, whoever is listening to our conversation, please do remember that, you know, Purnotha and her team are all over the country and children all over the country need, need their, need their uh, you know, your support. Uh, Purnotha, you had mentioned that your vision is to take cuddles um, to other countries. Uh, talk to me about your vision and why do you want to do this? So, you know, Ashutosh, there are countries in the world which unfortunately still today don't have what we have we are better than many 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 countries okay. and it's my deep belief that no child deserves to suffer without suffer the treatment without nutrition mm -hmm. so it would be a dream to be able to take what we know mm -hmm. to countries outside a little bit of it comes from this sense of patriotism where we always see red cross the gates foundation coming and doing aid for children in India. Mm. And now here's an opportunity for someone from India to take this and help the world out there, mm. where we are not only people who receive, but also people who give. Mm. 
So that's basically the dream. Currently, what's possible is with all the information that we have, because unfortunately, we see staggering numbers, numbers that no one else in the world sees. Right. So what we are able to do is uh, impart the knowledge that we have gained mm. uh, to other countries to say, here's what we know. Uh, you're most welcome to take our protocols, to take what we know. In the future, we would love to collaborate with not-for-profits from around the world to teach them what we know and take this program globally. Very interesting. One more question uh, relating to cuddles, and then I move to the next segment. You know, you mentioned that about 60,000 children are uh, impacted and only 10 or 15,000 actually get to a hospital. Uh, is there a merit in having a very strong helpline where parents can actually reach out? You probably do already. So I think, and again, I am talking from my personal experience, the caveat is I have not read research. But I think what we need to do is really, really strengthen the primary health care system. Because unfortunately, ch children's cancer manifests as fever, cough, etc. Where lots and lots of um, tests, require, require, etc. require to get done. Only if you're persistent and after multiple tests, a doctor is able to really diagnose what has happened. So in the primary healthcare system, if we are able to provide and train doctors how to we catch this early on, then there is merit. The other thing is also there is still a lot of taboo around cancer. Mm. When you say cancer, still people think it's the end of the world. Right. We need to really create awareness and say childhood cancer is as curable as I would say a simple disease. You know, a couple of um, uh, centers around the world see cure rates as 94%. Wow. Right? Mm. So just spreading this awareness will also create a lot of visibility into saying, if it's caught, then let's take them to a medical center rather than resorting to jhar, local medicines, etc. Mm. Uh, so that would be step one, even before we start thinking about a helpline number. Okay. And therefore, a follow-up question for you would be that, how does a young parent uh, even understand that my my child's cough, cold, fever could be something much more. You know, unfortunately, the parents can't understand it. It's up to the GP and the pediatrician to understand it. The only thing they can do is keep up with the tests and the treatment because many, many, many things need to be ruled out before even a GP can tell you or a pediatrician can tell you that it is leukemia and it's mm. child so that's what they can do to keep at it and to keep going back and not to ignore the fever. I mean, um, and it's hard, especially if you're a person with no means and if you have to go and, you know, drive for 18 hours, etc. Very, very hard to do that. But I think to answer your question, to my mind, as a lay person who's not a doctor, that would be one thing that I would do. Okay. Wonderful. So let's now move to the next segment of our conversation. We have a few questions for you personally. Yeah, sure. The first question is that, you know, for someone who was in the corporate world and who is now pivoted, literally, uh, to use the word from the startup world, into a very different social segment, what would you say, Punata, three of your key milestones in your life or your career? Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that what I understood is that there is no difference between a startup and a not-for-profit because the rules of the business remain the same. Oh, absolutely. So all my 
apprehensions about i don't know anything about it thankfully were misplaced mm-hmm. because i did know how to run an enterprise correct if you ask me three key milestones in my life um they would be more personal because they eventually helped me in my you know professional life mm-hmm. and the first one would be uh, as cheesy as it sounds i would think it is meeting up my life partner mm-hmm. because you know he i met him at business school and you know the expectation there when you meet a person in business school is that you'll be a double income family mm-hmm. and then both of you would be contributors and you'd be partners but i was lucky enough to find somebody who supported my life choices uh irrespective of what they were mm-hmm. which eventually helped me to do what i am doing today so that would be my first key turning point okay. that helped me reach him the second one would be the birth of my daughter mm-hmm. again okay. because if i didn't have her i don't know if my heart would bleed the way it bled when i saw that child because i read somewhere nothing nothing moves you to action as empathy which is the feeling of saying my child my grandparent my dog could have been there correct that is when you move hmm. and i think the third thing it actually all boils down to people hmm. it's really meeting uh, shalini jatia who's the head of social services at tata memorial who told me that this is a problem and who saw the potential in me and who believed in me who said why don't you start doing this hmm. and that's where it led to where i am today hmm. so these are the three things fabulous my next question to you is that you know from where you stand today you know and you achieved a lot in a very short period of time what does success mean to pornotha success actually again uh, I, it's a cliche for a reason is to me very very it means that not um, needing to work for a day in your life mm-hmm. which means that you enjoy doing something so much that it doesn't feel like work Hmm. and the reason that i am able to keep at it is because it doesn't feel like work it's not it's something that i look forward to doing okay and as i have grown i also think success to me feels and looks like what it feels to me like hmm. uh you know we're all conditioned uh, we go to business schools we're at school we're all conditioned to see success is supposed to look a particular way correct but i think what age has taught me is that it is not supposed it is supposed to look the way it is supposed to look to mm. you and that's one of the reasons why i sort of feel very calm and happy about where i am and what i am doing and there is no rush to run anywhere correct i've got the time for two more questions for you yeah sure So my next question to you is you know you work with so many children and therefore my question is that if you Purnotha were a role model to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices what is the one thing you would change in yourself You know I that's an interesting question because that's something I need to change in me every single day even for the kids who are at home for my kids i have three girls mm-hmm. and i think one of the things i'd like to change is my love for flexibility and my love for going with the flow okay again as as good as it is and it gives room for creativity i think there is a very something to be said about discipline mm-hmm. and following processes and following simple instructions and i've been a rebel and i have 
you know, things used to be told to me needs to be done a certain way and I would do it the opposite way just to see what happens. But, you know, till I became smart enough and I realized that I don't need to make those mistakes which teachers or people who have already done, I could make my own new mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's what I would change. The need and the understanding of saying structure, process, discipline is important. Terrific. And now my last question to you. And this is a question on failure. You know, I've often said that parents in India, you know, and I'm a parent, of course, with much, much older children. But parents in India don't teach children it's okay to fail. Yeah. We're always taught first in class, head of the line, and that manifests itself in our behavior patterns. Yeah. Yet we fail, we learn. Yeah. My question to you, Purnata, is what have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes? If I were to really look back, it's been really, it, there has been a common pattern in the mistakes that I have made, Ashutosh, and mm -hmm. I was I, thinking about it. It is that my need for harmony and my need for keeping peace mm -hmm. and keeping everyone happy professionally and personally mm -hmm. led to me not looking at or postponing some really important conversations which later really blew up. Mm -hmm. So my lesson really in life from those failures of things blowing up in my face because I didn't address them at the right time is basically two things is a to have courage mm -hmm. to address issues with dignity and respect when required. Mm -hmm. And the other one is again, a personal lesson, which is to be comfortable with a little bit of disharmony and discomfort if it's leading to a greater good. Okay. And that's something that I constantly, again, teach my girls. Fantastic. Fantastic. Punata, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for this amazing journey you've taken me on children and pediatric cancer and the need for nutrition. And thank you for the incredible work you and your colleagues are doing at Cuddles. And thank you so much for creating awareness about this and giving me this opportunity. It made me, it made me really think about a lot of things we don't think about generally. So thank you so much, Ashutosh. It's pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.